0: Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this season of The Deep. We'll be here in a couple of weeks, but in the meantime, I'm going to be resharing some of my absolute favorite episodes. You can subscribe to The Deeper membership where I post a new episode every single fortnight, even while we're on break. There's links to that in the show notes to subscribe on your Apple podcasts or on Android with ACAST+. I hope you love this episode from the archives.
1: Only from rust You
2: know, there's was, there was all these little moments of time throughout this whole process that the other woman would use against Jacqueline and, you know, create a story of um, tr- Jacqueline trying to get me back into her life and trying to get rid of her. And it just timing and moments sort of added up. So there was a, a point when I was le- when I left Jacqueline, that I that I truly believe that you know she was trying to you know ruin my life and ruin our I guess our life, me and the other woman's life.
0: Welcome to the deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early twenties, a lot of traumatic things happened, and ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is the deep. Last week, we spoke to Jacqueline. If you haven't listened to that episode, maybe pause this and listen to hers first, because today we speak to Craig. He is Jacqueline's husband, the one who cheated on her, who left his family. Very rarely do we get to hear from the adulterer, why they did what they did, what they were thinking, I feel very grateful Craig has agreed to do this. It's a conversation that is full of shame, regret, lessons learnt, and so much love. It's his first time speaking about it publicly, so please, once again, join us with an open mind and heart. Craig, welcome to The Deep.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: You are the husband of Jacqueline, who we heard last week. So people are going to be completely fascinated to why you would want to share your side of the story. Why is that?
2: It's nice to hear the two parts of, you know, the story. And my side is um, and how I've, I've spoken about it is really good grown us as a, as a couple and understanding to, even to our friends and family of, of what happened and um, sort of changed their thoughts upon what was going on at the time and then after the fact instead of me being you know everyone thought that I was the that Jacqueline was the victim of the whole situation and I was you know sort of the doer and the the the, the enemy but after you know sharing my story and um sharing my feelings and thoughts and what actually happened it changed everyone's opinion on um everything made me feel more comfortable being back into our relationship
0: Mm, because i think that a very generic way to look at the situation is she's been cheated on you're the cheater how dare you she should leave you how could you do that to her pregnant all of the things right that is very surface and so i kind of want to air that out first because people are going to be quite they're going to be feeling these things and i think it is a very basic way to enter this conversation when there's so much depth to it which is like men are so fucked up how do you do that to her right
2: for sure definitely i think um At the beginning or even through the process you know i had lost relationships with family members close friends um even her family um and my my own family my own mother my own father um so it was pretty harsh at the beginning um just dealing with those you know general thoughts and surface level thoughts that everyone sort of assumes
0: because let's just go back then let's just talk logistics For sure in her words you were like couple goals you had the dream relationship everyone loved you as a couple you have a beautiful little boy and a baby on the way you guys are on different pages if she's feeling something is happening that's so different to your reality you go out and um i mean that's a really interesting part right is you're obviously unhappy where sure. what is happening for you then? Why are you so unhappy when you have all of this at your feet? I,
2: I think um, you know we we've done a lot of education um, after the fact on what was happening, what was not, but a lot of it was surface level at the beginning, like you said, and you know just the stresses of life of you know of starting a new company. She had a, a, a clothing company that she was an entrepreneur. We had a, a newborn son who was two years old, financial stress, a new home. We were just starting. And um, on top of that, you know, even with the stresses of trying to make family and losing babies throughout the process, um, and then, you know, turning into even the conditions of life that I learned throughout my, my childhood and growing up that I didn't even know about and not speaking my emotions, holding back, um, it all just, I think, in, in my eyes is, you know, everything on the surface was perfect to the outside world, but on the inside world, we weren't communicating, or we sharing emotions. And I think at the end of the day, like I just sort of, you know, my emotions bursted and uh, in reaction to that, I just sort of left the situation because I thought it was probably the easiest thing to do at the time.
0: I really want to make this clear to everyone listening. I don't want to make this conversation about the other woman because she doesn't have an opportunity to share. So, but she's obviously woven into this, but I don't want to, um, you know, for you to speak on her behalf, but in this place that you were at that was so discontent and um, wanting for something, were you open to finding another woman or did it happen in a really slow way that surprised you
2: yeah I I don't think I was seeking another woman um it definitely was a slow process like uh, if you imagine being in uh, a marriage and a family that you you don't talk about your emotions I'm working lots of hours we have a young kid who's up at night so we're tired you know just the typical new family Mm. stresses um and we're not communicating we're not enjoying life we're not going out on dates we're not you know loving we're not passionate um and then another person comes along who you know starts off as a friend who who actually cares for you and shows some sort of emotion and um and feelings you know you're not used to whether it was a month or two months that three months four months that we didn't share as a couple as my wife and I and you sort of fall into the trap of You know, it's just easier to, you know, leave and be loved by another person rather than dealing with the issues at home and talking about real issues and, you know, opening up your heart and just, um, going down that route. That's scary and it's tough for, you know, as a male as even with Jacqueline losing two babies and her going through the process, you try to be the tough male in the relationship and not show emotions and be strong for everybody. At the end of the day, you know, I think I just collapsed and and chose the easy route to this other um, woman and and just to leave and not really see the consequences other just just the emotional connection that I had at the time with her
0: was a part of it thrilling
2: of course I I went back to I was thinking about it today and it is she sort of took me out of my reality of my real life for you know the six or seven months that I was gone I would go out for dinners and I'd meet new people and, you know, exciting nightlife and doing like meeting just new business people and new friends and going to restaurants again and enjoying life and not having, going home and not having a kid to, you know, my son to deal with at night and having good night's sleeps. And it seems, you know, selfish, but it definitely was a selfish decision that I made and, um, it was definitely thrilling and exciting it brought me back to my, you know my younger years of, of not having those responsibilities in life which you know is, is, is addicting uh, uh, to be honest
0: yeah because i'm sitting here pregnant and we were actually my husband and i were watching a show last night about someone that was being cheated on that was pregnant and i This is so strange because um, we're having this conversation today. It's coincidental. But I said to him, it would be, for for me as a woman personally, the worst time to be betrayed because you're so vulnerable and um, in a way dependent on those around you to support this new stage. What was your internal like when you're in those moments of the dinners and the fun and the sex and the excitement did you have reality moments or were you trying to just block out continuously your old life?
2: When I was out and I was enjoying my life, I I definitely was able to, you know, block it out. But the realities kicked in when it was my turn to come home and take care of my son for the night or the day or the weekend. Um, and I'd see Jacqueline, um, and I'd see my son and he'd be asking me where I was going. And, you know, we we had some emotional moments together and why I had to leave and why mommy had to leave. And, um, those sort of, to be honest, was building up throughout the, you know, six or seven months. But for some reason at that time, I, I truly just told myself that I made a decision to move on, and when I was out having those exciting times, I I was able to, you know, block out those emotional moments. But at the end, to be honest, they built up and did the same thing to me when I was holding in emotions of stress and, you know, whatnot in my marriage. You know, six months prior to me to me leaving.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're running from. The, the issues definitely. right into a yeah. new situation where those issues are just compounding now where they're you're living this life on the surface, which is a release, but then you go back to your little boy or Jacqueline. And then it's like this, is it, how we, how are you coping in that to see your little boy feeling like you have, betrayed his mother that he obviously doesn't understand the complexity, but is that hard to look into those eyes?
2: Very hard. I, I think, you know, those were, uh, for the first couple months, we were able to, you know, explain to him that you know, I think our, our saying was that either, um, Jacqueline has to go to yoga class or I have to go to work when we left and we came back. So he didn't really realize, but into the three and four months, time period he, he realized what was sort of going on and he would be emotional mm. and I would have to you know be emotional with him and just ex- try to explain the best I could to a two-year-old without telling him you know what was actually going on for his own good and you know, I left those times and I I just I went on walks by myself. I really thought about the process, but I kept it in again. I wasn't talking to anyone about it. I wasn't explaining what was happening and the emotions to, you know, to a therapist or, you know, to a friend. I, I really throughout the whole process had lost all communication with most of my friends and family. So the only person I was really talking to was, you know, the other woman who was supporting me.
0: That's an interesting point, right? Is how then, what do your family think? What is your, what do your parents think? What do, what are your peers thinking? Yeah,
2: they were, they were all on this, you know, similar as we started this conversation surface level, you know, she's pregnant. Um, you, you leaving her, you have a two year old, you know, you're cheating on her, you leave and then you just go to another woman's house, um, you know, this this other woman is posting pictures of her and I on Instagram, and they're being shared within family members. And mm. uh, it, it's just, you know, it was all surface level at the beginning, and they were they were really on the side of helping Jacqueline and my son out as much as they possibly could uh, in any way, um, to you know, to make their lives that much better. With you know, really not even communicating with me to be honest.
0: So did you feel isolated? I know you did this to yourself, but did you feel quite isolated?
2: For sure. I, like I said, the, the only, the only person I was able to talk to is, is the woman that I, that I left for. And, you know, her view was supporting me as much as I can, but keeping me around as well. because She didn't want me to leave. So it, it was tough to navigate. Uh, I, and I always tell Jacqueline this is, you know, there has been a, there's a two to three month period while I was while I left that I, that I still don't have memory of. I just don't remember, you know, sharing those emotions. There's so many emotions and so many things going on in my head that, you know, it's been blacked out for me, and I, I don't have any memories of doing anything. So it was it was a pretty wild emotional ride that I went through, for a couple of months because I just, I was talking to myself really, to be honest, trying to figure it out by myself and the. You know, one moment I was out having great dinners with her and enjoying time. And then the next night I could be crying with my son because I was trying to leave him. It was very stressful and confusing and nerve wracking, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it was. Were you also drinking or taking other substances that were numbing for you?
2: Uh, I was drinking. We were going out. Um. Most nights, but um, you know, I was, yeah, it was it was mostly just drinking, to be mm-hmm. honest. But I, I had a full time, uh, I had started my own company. Um, I was doing a lot of things. I was working out quite a bit. Um, I was doing lots of other extra extracurricular activities, other than you know just drinking and other substances. But um, just trying to keep my mind off it. When I was alone, like, I didn't know what yeah. else to do. I, I was boxing. I was working out, running. And working, to be honest, whenever you know I I I could just to keep my mind off the whole emotional roller coaster that was going on internally.
0: Jacqueline was talking about how you would kind of come back and stay a couple nights and then leave, and there was this kind of tug of war for you internally. And she tried to come from the place she had this mantra, which was come from a place of peace. And, I mean, I think everyone listening to her story would have been so in awe of her position in it because it was full of so much grace, and I don't think a lot of us would have the capacity to do that. Um, But did you, when you were back there, did you miss her? Did you long for her, even though that you were, like, committed to this new life?
2: Of course. And I, I think, you know, the work that she did for uh, herself internally throughout the process and, um, you know, her capacity to, you know, support me, um, uh, to believe in me, to believe in our family um, throughout the whole process was, you know, another underlying factor of you know, why am I doing this and why am I not coming back and why am I not staying there? I was, it was very impressive of what she's, she did throughout the whole process. And she, she taught me really about, you know, what actually happened and and how to deal with the issues. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely missed her. I came back I think two or three times and I stayed overnight and I tried to come back, but, um, you know, those feelings came back up, and it was just easy again, just to leave the next morning, type of thing, without her before she even woke up. And um, it was just an internal battle, like you said. It's a hard decision to come back once you did it. Just you know, based on even what her my family's going to think when I come back, what her family's going to think, what my friends going to think, and just dealing with all that whole process of coming back later down the road and you know meeting these new people that i just met for the last six months and leaving them again it just you know you try you try and dig deep for your own sake but at the end of the day like i was always coming back with what other people think and what you know what my image is going to be throughout whatever choice i make type of thing so it was tough and at the end of the day like i was being supported on her on the woman's side not my you know, my wife's side, other than actually my wife, which was which is scary as well. So I don't know.
0: This is hard as well for the other woman, right? Because she's falling in love with you. She has a an idea of how things are gonna be. Is that really difficult to navigate as well?
2: It is, because it's what what it became in my situation and I I would think that it would become in most situations, it's there's a lot of jealousy and there's a lot of, you know, pulling back and forth for my time because there's kids involved and there's my wife involved. And, you know, we have to do things as, uh, as a couple, even though we're separated to deal with issues either with my son or just to deal with the separation. Um, so it becomes a very big jealousy time issue with her. And like you said, you know, she's falling in love with me and she wants a life with me. So she's, She's trying to say, like, yeah, Jacqueline's not the best for you, and, um, you know, she's trying to get you back, and this is why she's doing this and that. So it was a pretty big of a coaster of emotions.
0: That's a good segue into probably the wildest part of the story, which Everyone listening, if you haven't heard Jacqueline's story, I recommend you go back because it's going to give a lot more context. But the stealing of the car and that whole scenario of you and the other woman saying that Jacqueline was faking the pregnancy.
2: Oh, so the faking of the pregnancy was based on um so where that came up and i don't know how it all came out as faking the pregnancy but i think there was so we had like i said previous is we had two pregnancies before this pregnancy um that we had lost both babies and uh, i think a week or two i could have my timing wrong i usually do we had went for a test to see um if everything was okay with her pregnancy and um obviously me being trying to stay with this other woman at the initial stages of the relationship I sort of kept her pregnancy um as a secret (laughs) so then when it came up somehow came up I was I was I played you know I, I sort of had a lie going on that I didn't know about it and then it just sort of came out as a she was faking pregnancy and um she was doing these things to try saying these things to try and get me back into you know um our marriage and leave the other woman and whatnot but on top of that the chasing of the cars day was you know there's there's all these little moments of time throughout this whole process that the other woman would use against Jacqueline and you know, create a story of um, tr- Jacqueline trying to get me back into her life and trying to get rid of her, and it just timing and moments sort of added up. So there was a, a point when I was le when I left Jacqueline that I that I truly believe that you know she was trying to you know ruin my life and ruin our I guess our life, me and the other woman's life. So. <laughs> This one, this one scenario, this crazy scenario, <laughs> I was going to the dentist to, to fix something in my teeth or whatever. And she was there at the same time and me and the other woman were in the car and she was in the other car waiting for me to go into the dentist. And I don't know how she knew that I was at the dentist or whatnot, but it uh, became a big blow fight. And-
0: so let me get this clear. You're in your car with the other woman Correct. in the car park of the dentist and then Jacqueline is Shows in up. the car next to you at the dentist.
2: Yeah, she showed up randomly. She's I don't I don't know how she knew that we were going to be there but to confront us.
0: Right. So your story that is being perpetuated is Jacqueline's now crazy and wants to break you up. And Jacqueline's story is I just need to understand what the hell's going on because now things things are making me crazy too so it's this kind of yeah. this toxic cycle
2: but this is this was this wasn't my story this was the story that the other woman was trying to implement throughout right. the months that I was not to go back to her and then you know yeah created the jealousy and whatnot so the
0: protection I understand she it, yeah. yeah she was invested
2: Exactly. So then we just had a whole big chase around the city and it was kind of silly, to be honest with you. And Dangerous that, and silly.
0: Yeah, so dangerous. And at that point, she's a few months pregnant, right? She must for be sure. six months or something.
2: Yeah, around that, August. Yeah, and, exactly. Six or seven months.
0: And, you know, I think she she just said that was a huge turning point for her when she'd read the messages between you two talking about her faking this pregnancy.
2: Yeah, uh, we 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 both. I think we both have strong personalities, so it just sort of got the best of us on that day. And she ended up stealing my phone and and was, your car. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's, it, it is was a good quite, one. It was it was so wild wouldn't she because when you hear the story not in its entirety, you're like, yeah, that's pretty, it's heavy. And then when you add in these really wild details, you're like, this is a film, you know, this is definitely a film. So you have this really awful, I mean, we can laugh now, but it was a really traumatic time, I think, for everybody involved. Um, And this wild car ride chase thing. And she has this moment of another lay- layer of feeling betrayed and then I guess moving into protecting herself. I mean, you always knew she was pregnant, but the reality that there was another baby coming. And what that meant for you now moving forward, like were did you feel like you could keep running or, or was the birth a turning point for you?
2: At one point, um, at the beginning of me leaving, I was at a point that Jacqueline and I were, I think it was probably right around this car chase that we were fairly, um, there was a lot of strong emotion and heavy heated fights um, going on that I was convinced that I didn't have to be part of the, the, the birth of my daughter.
0: So how do you, sorry, how do you justify that?
2: Um, I, I, to be honest, I believe that I just justified it in my brain. There was no real conscious ideas of, you know, the outcome of not being part of my daughter's um, birth uh, and her life. Uh, at the time it was more important. I th- I was, I think I was so deep into my emotions of actually believing Jacqueline had a vendetta for me and my life, um, you know, going back to, you know, my believing that my, my family turned on me, my friends turned on me based on, you know, them, they were all seeing Jacqueline periodically throughout the time. Um. And then having these high emotions and high fights with her that I believe that, you know, I just didn't want to be part of that life. And on top of that, you know, getting fed of uh, what the other woman's beliefs were at the same time, I truly convinced myself that, you know, I just needed to leave.
0: So it's choosing that she has a vendetta against you is so much easier than owning what the truth is of the matter. For sure. Because I think that's really important for everyone listening that have maybe been betrayed is they're choosing this option because they can't face the truth.
2: Yeah, you you, you think about it and, you know, when I'm at that point, when I see Jacqueline, um, you know, we're we're having these car chases around the city, you know, some sometimes we we're fighting, sometimes, we, you know, we're in, on top of that. We have lawyers involved that are you know, going back and forth and saying this, that, and the other. Um, And then I go back to this other woman and that life, and we're out, you know, laughing and enjoying, you know, a great bottle of wine and some dinner at night. And like, you know, at the end of the day, if after, but this is all before I did the work of on my conditions and my self-help. Like, why wouldn't I just go and choose? you know, the dinners and the lifestyle and the fun and happiness. Like I I truly believe it was just an option. You know, everyone else already left me, you know, the only support I had was her and her and these new friends of hers that I've just met and having good times. And then I would go back to my, you know, I, I say now my actual reality and, you know, there's stresses and there's fights and there's emotional stress and there's so much layers that, like you say, you just end of the day you don't want to deal with it. It's just easier to run.
0: Some people just choose to cheat in a sexual way with maybe multiple partners to get a release in a different way. But you manage to somehow carve out a whole new life, which is quite um, in a a self preservation way is is quite a, a survival. You really figured it out for yourself right like you you managed to structure a a new support system that allowed this perception to be real and true for you so it's an interesting choice right because you chose a whole new world versus um just sleeping around or whatever other people do to distract for sure Was that because you really wanted to commit to the idea of leaving and that was, that was a stronger way to pull you there?
2: I think there's a little bit of, you know, I I tend to even in my life and my business, make a decision and just move forward to it, like move forward on that decision and deal with consequences or the non consequences later down the road. Um, But also, you know, I I made that commitment and I left not even realizing, you know, the consequences that I was going to have and just not even knowing what the future would hold. But then, you know, my 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 previous life started collapsing fairly quickly once, you know, I never went back home. And I definitely think, like you said, it was a survival mission for me to try and create a new life that I could survive and, you know, be happy and. Uh, be supported because I just I couldn't be alone you know I just I think maybe I just didn't want to be alone and didn't want to you know deal with those issues so I I needed to deal with them in a way of having another support system.
0: How long was the relationship going with the other woman before Jacqueline confronted you?
2: She was part of a gym that I was going to so we were friends for a bit. any anything crossing the like we were friends, I guess for you know for I want to say three to four months prior to. And do you
0: mean there. that in a way that it's just not sexual, or do you mean that it Correct. was very flirtatious and it was opening the door?
2: Um, I guess flirtatious a little bit, um, but nothing on the lines of I even ever thought of you know doing what I did.
0: Okay, you weren't that all, had that no all happened
2: us. No, that all happened within us. Uh, I I like to say a split second, but probably over, you know, seven or eight days, I I would assume, if I I remember correctly.
0: Okay, so you feel like it went from zero to 100 with the infidelity? Very quickly.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: And was that conscious?
2: No, I think we were out one night and just sort of, we were just having a conversation It just sort of happened.
0: And then from that moment, when did Jacqueline confront you?
2: I think, like I said, like maybe a week later. A week? Okay. Yeah. It might be more, maybe less. I, you know, I'm blurry on the timelines, but it was within a week. I would say it was fairly quick, like zero to a hundred. And...
0: Do you remember then that week at the, the very beginning of, of the lying of knowing that you had done, you'd crossed a line Yes. And you were still living in the house and sleeping in the bed with her and all that, even though you weren't intimate. But do you remember that feeling? I do.
2: in that week I was essentially um, trying to feel out um, the situation with the other woman and, you know, feel out my emotional thoughts. um, And, and, you know, I think it was – that week was basically me trying to, you know, find out if, you know, I was able just to pick up and leave and have some support on the other side.
0: How invested she would be into you?
2: Correct. Those are the better ways to say it. Yeah. Would
0: she make a go of this? Is it worth leaving your family? Will she pick up the pieces? Will she be that place for you? Correct. And so you sussed that out real quick. Like, you, yeah. that was, yeah, because I'm just <laughs> thinking about like a dating world, you know, is complex already. And then finding someone that is what I believe is quite magnetic when someone is on the hunt for something new and someone else is open or vulnerable to that person. It's really magnetic. Like, you find each other
2: it's It's so magnetic that it you know it allowed me to leave my family like it it was the energy and you know the connection was was so high that i I truly believe that you know obviously I was in a vulnerable situation and you know felt like I hadn't had a connection for a while, and um maybe this was just you know first time I felt like that in a couple of months, six months or whatever it was a year. And I just sort of took it and, and ran with it and left, you know, Jacqueline gave me many times to come back during, you know, the first month of leaving, I still never came back. So it, it was so magnetic and so energizing and so relieving that I felt like I was like newly born again.
0: Cause you're a very committed father. Like you are a doting father to your children. What was that like? We'll go back to the birth and, and meeting your daughter and, and your son, just as a paternal instinct. Was that a real pull for you to make things right?
2: Of course, my son was my pull at the beginning. My, my son was my pull when I, you know, when I saw him. For the my nights or my weekends, and leaving him, and him, you know, and he was like just bawling and screaming and kicking and doing his thing and saying, "Daddy, don't please leave." And uh, that was the moment I realized that I was, you know, I should start thinking about what I was actually doing.
0: How far into it was that?
2: I want to say what uh, three, four months. So it's halfway, just about ha- past halfway of leaving.
0: And then that brings me to the next part with the baby, the new baby is, you know, we often hear that fathers can't really bond with their babies until they're in their arms, you know, like the pregnancy, they understand what's going on, but there isn't a real connection there. When this little girl is born, you come home for a short time. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Why did you do that? And then, why did you leave?
2: Um, I had made this so throat while I was not at home. Um, this other woman introduced me to um, this man just for business. That um, had his kids didn't see his kids' birth and never saw his kids up until they were twelve years old. We had this discussion, and she sort of um she had the discussion with us um that they sort of made me believe that I was okay not to see my kids uh during the younger years because at the end of the day that the kids would come back to the ones that they truly love and understand you know the mother sort of took them away from their father during birth so this gentleman he had his kids come back to him when they're 14 years old and they're still with him and still live in his house so I had made a decision while I was away at the beginning that I wasn't going to be part of the birth and just based on you know of truly believing that I was honoring you know the relationship that I had with this other woman she didn't want me to do it so I said I wasn't going to do it coming to you know the birth I had made a choice that I really wanted to see the birth and um you know, we got into a big blow, fight me and the other woman, not Jacqueline, and she was, and she knew, and what she basically told me was that she knew if I saw the birth, that would never come back home, because I'd be connected to, you know, Jacqueline, and my daughter, and my family again, and I couldn't believe it when she said that to me, so, um yeah, I saw the birth, and I was part of it, and I fell in love with her instantly, obviously, um, but I I truly didn't. And then after the birth, sorry, um, the birth was, you know, magical, it was beautiful, but so we came home and I still didn't deal with, you know, my, my issues that I had with my emotions and you know, going back into the real life. So I enjoyed it for a moment and somehow I convinced myself to leave again. And I just left and I I never looked back. So I left and then um, I don't remember the timeline, but all those emotions sort of swept me one day and I realized what I needed Mm -hmm. to do and you know, one one night in the middle of the night, I just decided to come home and take off with Jacqueline and the kids.
0: Because it sounds like that was a huge turning point for you. It was like the come to Jesus moment.
2: Yeah. I, with the conversation with her, the, the woman that I was with, and realizing, you know, what her intentions were, really were in that moment, I just couldn't believe it and, uh, I realize there were selfish decisions. And um, yeah, I just, you know, with the burden of her, uh, to, uh, to this day, I couldn't believe I even had thought of not being there for her.
0: So what's so shocking about the other woman saying that? Because I understand her side of her just wanting to preserve her life. What what shocks you? Is it that you saw a character trait that you didn't like what is it yeah that that she was right that you knew that she she would lose you what was it that was so shocking
2: I didn't believe that she would lose me at that time it was just shocking to have that selfish decision you know I don't think being a father even in those situations you know you, you can't you you can't make decisions um And try to portray, you know, decisions that other people, you know, um, made into a positive, and you know, try and push just because you think, you know, the relationship is not going to last after seeing the birth of your daughter. I just thought that was a trait that I, I just couldn't even believe that anyone would ever push on anybody. So at that moment, I told her that I wanted to see the birth, and we just. Uh, Since that moment, I was just, you know, never, never really came back, to be honest. it came back for, you know, an instant, but when I left again, but just never held.
0: When you went back the final time, did you tell her that you were going to leave her? I did not. Regardless of what Jacqueline thought, or if she was going to take you back, you didn't?
2: So the first time I left, I did. I said I was going to leave. And, um, you know, a whole, a whole scenario abrupted, you know, she took all of my stuff out of the house and threw it on the street. Um, cops were called, uh, it was, it was a pretty big scene the first time I left. It was very emotional and very, um, undeserving to be honest, but I I understood her to her, uh, to both of us, but more I thought to me, just, you know, th- throwing my stuff out. Anyways, um, the second time I just, I s- well, got home and um, she was upset at something. Um, I believe that I, because I didn't come to her family's Thanksgiving dinner, I went to my family Thanksgiving dinner. And you know, not to tell the whole story, because I don't want to tell the, the whole story just based on People who may or may not know her, but it ended up her, you know, uh, just falling asleep in the bed, and uh, I just grabbed my stuff and left in the middle of the night.
0: God, it just feels so like I, I, I'm just sitting in the place of these women, and it just feels really painful, you know, for both of them, and now for this woman. I, I, you
2: you know, I, I feel for both of them for her as well.
0: Yeah. Like I can Um, feel that she really just bought into the version of what you wanted her to believe. Right. And she wanted to believe, I'm sure that was a combination from the both of you. Um, But it would have been really, devastating like she 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 would have felt I believe quite used after the whole thing fell apart right because she really wanted she really wanted this to work and then to have left her in the middle of the night uh, would just feel kind of like oh my god he did to me what he did to her
2: definitely Uh, after I left with Jacqueline for the last and final time I had I'd come to some conclusions, uh, you know, a week after the fact, and I tried to reach out out to her to discuss, you know, sort of have some closure. I couldn't get a hold of her, so I wrote her an email, and I said to her, you know, I know the last, you know, couple months have been emotional, and, you know, obviously it's been pretty tough and painful for both of us, especially you and and being part of this whole process and sticking by my side and whatnot, but I, I essentially thanked her for, you know, um the last seven months but in a way of respect of you know showing me what i truly wanted and truly um needed in my life which was my family and if this wasn't you know if this didn't happen i wouldn't have these um these beliefs and you know thoughts that i had at the time that i chose my family over her and to be fair to her she wrote me an email back and said you know um. obviously, it's been an emotional time, but I just wanted to thank you as well, because then you showed me how someone should truly love me um, in a relationship. So it left on a good note with her, basically, obviously.
0: Okay. As good as it it's could not
2: be. A, yes, like not on a good note, but as good as it could be, because obviously the emotions are, are more powerful than the email. But yeah, so it was a good good thing.
0: Is that really true? Or do you think that... that- You also need to believe that, you know, like sometimes we do things and we'll write an email because we want to be perceived that I really feel this way because I, you know, like the woman wants to be on top. She doesn't want to seem like the vindictive, angry other woman. Do you believe the intent of the email was true?
2: She was very strong willed and um, strong personality uh, person. So I would hope that it was true. And if if it wasn't, I would truly believe that she would just, you know, not respond or just tell Mm -hmm. me, you know, you're a terrible person and I hate you. I never want to talk to you again. or Whatever else. You'd have to take it for what it is.
0: The final chapter of this, this saga, this intense time in your life is quite poetic um, where Jacqueline packs up the house, can't leave, live there anymore. And I think she says one more time to you, we're going this way to this house. I think her parents, if you want to be with us, this is it forever. Or you can choose not to do it forever, but this is the final time. And did that feel like synchronicity then because you had dropped into believing you were ready to go back or was it her message that turned the corner for you
2: it was her message that turned the corner she, i just obviously being you know married her for um four years at the time i just knew who she was and i knew this was the last straw and you know she, Throughout this whole process, she put herself in vulnerable situations, and you know, very stronger than me at, a, at most points, and if not all, and kept believing in me and believing in her family. I just saw it in her eyes that you know, I have a U-Haul packed, and we're jumping in this U-Haul, and you can come or not come. I don't really care. It's Just this, I'm giving you one more shot, and that's it. So then. No, this was the night that I left. Um,
0: in the middle of the night, it was that night. In the middle of the
2: night, yeah. And I came home and uh, it was early in the morning and I helped pack up the house and we hopped in the U-Haul and I drove the U-Haul and she drove our car with the kid, kids in it and I never looked back.
0: <sighs> so. Yeah.
1: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: So then this is the real, this is where the real shit gets, you know, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you, you have deal to with
0: deal it. like you now have to deal. And I mean, you must be terrified because you have been running for about a year now, all up from the early stages of being unhappy now, in the marriage to, to the affair. Um, what does it feel like for you going, okay, I'm stepping into this and I need to face this
2: for the first couple of weeks. I I shut out my emotions and, you know, I tried very hard to, you know, talk to people and, um, get it out and try and look at the scenario differently. And I was, you know, I was ashamed of myself. I was scared. I was nervous. I really didn't know what to think. I was going into a world where, you know, I thought people were against me and I thought people would, you know, hate me for what I did and what I did to my family. Um, just, yeah, super scared. And, but also at the same time, willing to, you know, dive deep into it and see where I end up, whether, you know, we stay together or not. At least, you know, I thought that I gave it one good shot and then I would, you know, I would, truly be able to release all those emotions and be like, you know, it worked out or it didn't work out, but at least I gave it a, a good shot. And I gave it, gave everyone the opportunity to you know, be a family again.
0: Cause there's obviously a lot of pain between the two. Of oh, you.
2: tons for sure.
0: And a newborn <laughs> and a two and a half year old um, and moving house, like just the, before you add the betrayal in, just the basics is intense, you know, of where you're sure. at in your life. And then you add in this kind of trauma and grief. How do you navigate that together when you have a newborn and a small child? And are you living at her folks at that time?
2: Yeah, we were at, we were at her mom's house.
0: Yeah. How do you... Because I, I, I've been through a lot of therapy and you can get on a roll sometimes where you're in a conversation for a few hours and then you get to like, you know, a, a light bulb moment or a real um, moment of connection. And then you'll have, I'm sure, a baby wake up or have to be fed or, uh, you know, someone needs to go to the toilet. Like, how do you do your healing?
2: Her family was phenomenal like she she has three sisters um right around um her mom's house and her mom was awesome so any any support that we needed if we need to leave for you know the day two days three days or just a couple hours to go see our our coach um they're always there and supportive they just wanted that, you know our family back together and um would do anything for us so' it was,
0: that's very lucky isn't it yeah that's- very
2: lucky for sure.
0: And I want to just sit in your, sit in your shoes is the wrong thing to say, but I want to sit (laughs) in, in your place for a minute and know that you have to deal, as amazing as Jacqueline has been throughout this whole thing and coming from a place of peace and all of that, I'm sure there was rage, betrayal, all the feelings that she had to kind of move through with you. Did it feel like when you were working through her pain that she would forever blame you that you would do you know what i mean that you would always be the bad guy like when she didn't you didn't take out the rubbish she'd be like but you fucking cheated
2: you know she never was like that she she did a lot of herself uh work and went through those emotions during the time i was away So um, she was at a place of peace and um, understanding and reasoning when I I came back. So a lot of the, the work through was just, you know, internally in myself and her supporting me throughout that process and trying, you know, for me to understand, you know, conditions that I had that, you know, that whether because I was part of a divorce family and commitment and trusting and, you know, responsibilities just were easy to let go from my father so that I would do that same thing. And she, she really did a lot of work beforehand and was teaching me and coaching me throughout it. So she, she was, you know, a powerful piece in me understanding what was going on. Um, other than just surface level and be able to, you know, reconnect and get there, but I, I had a lot of issues of, at the beginning of, you know, her, me thinking in the back of her mind, you know, well, you know, if he does something that, you know, she's just going to go cheat on me and, you know, say that we're even now. And um, it, it took me quite a while to reconnect back into like a, a passionate and emotional relationship. But she stuck along and, you know, we went to a Tony Robbins conference. We we had a coach. Um, and And we did the work. You know, together, and at some point, you know, just just sort of reconnected. But it wasn't like I came back and we had this great relationship mm-hmm. and we were family again. It took a while. Like I was, I couldn't even be emotional or sexual or passionate with her for a long time.
0: Was there? I, I really feel that. I really feel that because I understand there is so much unpacking of all like even to be sexual together when you had been sexual with somebody else you know
2: yeah like I remember this one story um we had we had celebrated our anniversary um our wedding anniversary together you know obviously a couple weeks later um and she took me back to the city and um she knew I was pretty stressed out and uptight about you know seeing these other this other people that were part of my other life and whatnot. So we went to this spa and we had this couples massage and um I just couldn't, I couldn't be in a room with her. Like even, you know, doing that, I had to get up and leave and we just spoke together in our clothes and didn't even, it was just a weird feeling for me that I couldn't, I couldn't reconnect. So it took me quite a
0: bit. I would feel like instinctively it would be harder for her to reconnect in that intimate Mm. way. But you found that hard. Did you? Very hard. Did you figure out what that meant?
2: I I think it was just me being ashamed with myself. You know, Mm. I I truly felt like if I reconnected with her, like, why wouldn't she do this to me? Like, I just put her through so much Mm. pain and agony, like, you know, tit for tat situation. And yeah. it took me a while to believe that she was honestly, you know, forgiving and understanding of the whole situation. And truly what she wanted was, you know, our family back together, if, you know, if the love and everything connected again. Um,
0: so, so it was really you looking through her eyes like could I do that yeah I could have perception
2: again right yeah, yeah. like perception. how is she
0: ever going to sleep with me how is she ever going to hug me how will she ever see me again when I've done this to her for sure but that wasn't her truth you were just navigating what you thought it would be like for her
2: yeah I was navigating you know if if I was in her shoes and she
0: was in my that's what I would think So interesting because this is the part of the conversation I love the most is the dissecting of the why, you know, you firstly went out to do that, which we're understanding is your childhood, you're seeing how relationships unfold, and then how you see forgiveness, right? How you see making amends. And she's on a completely different level at that point. Cause she's like, I told you this is unconditional. So what bridges that gap for you? Is that just your own work, your own internal work with your therapist or your coach?
2: Yeah, it, it was, it was, and it's just time, you know, it's time to, to heal and connect. But yeah, my coach, um, one of the things that he he's told me to do and you know, what I did for quite a long time and I still do it today is like close your eyes and imagine, you know, different scenarios of where you want to be in um, your life, you know, other five, 10, 20 years, including your kids and how you're, you're going to perceive that. And You know, at that time he was, he he reminded me of this moment that for whatever reason came up with me as my dad is my graduation of high school and how my mom and my brother were up front cheering me on, you know, enjoying my graduation. And my dad was, like, standing up somewhere in the woods with his girlfriend talking and not even realizing the situation, you know. He said, I do you want, you know, do you want that to be your life? And you follow the footsteps of your father and not having these situations, um, uh, not situations, but, you know, having – being in these situations with your kids and your wife and being able to enjoy them as a family rather than, you know, just being the dad in the back who is just sort of the outcast of the family. And then, you know, I started thinking about my first, my son like skating for his first time or skiing for the first time and not being there and being enjoying that as a family. And it just sort of built up. Built up. And all these thoughts and images of me being not with my family did not, you know, feel positive. So, it just sort of belt out my emotions and my trust and where I wanted to be internally and then I could be able to, you know, be confident about myself and then be confident with you know with Jacqueline and, and the kids and everyone around us as well. And being able to tell the story in my way and my, you know, point of view helped and everything just sort of like collapsing back into, you know, my family started you know, realizing what was going on. It just confidence sort of grew and grew and everyone sort of came back in my world and they have a different point of view now. And um, it helped me come back into it. But the amazing part is Jacqueline was just there by my side, knew, knowing this all will happen, but just being patient and being supportive and a strong one throughout. So amazing woman!
0: This she is. And this is what is so interesting is I think, you know, we're all gonna fuck up our kids. <laughs> we just yeah. are, no matter yeah. what we do. Like, I, um, For sure. in some small ways, others in large ways, but we tend to either repeat that fuck up or we do the complete opposite, right? Like, so someone that has been abandoned by their father might, um, go, I will never be that to my child and I will just turn up, turn up, turn up, right? And yep. then so the other side of the coin is, okay, I witnessed this. It's in my subconscious that that is how a man is in the world, that that's how I'm going to be, right? So even though you witnessed that and that pain as a child, was there any part of you when you were reliving it, when you are playing it out as an adult, that was conscious or you didn't even know that was ingrained until – you started doing the work?
2: I, I didn't, when I was leaving um, at the time I was leaving, I didn't realize, you know, that was ingrained in my, my subconscious, but you know, friends were, you know, would try and get me back and were like, do you want to be your dad? Like growing up, like he's, he, what do you think of your dad? Do you want to be him? And these were the comments that I would hear, but you know, I was still as, as involved as I could with, you know, my son. Um, so I truly believe that I was not on the path of being my dad at the time. I was convincing myself that I wasn't. Um, but then, you know, moments would come up and think that it was okay for me to leave my family. So it was, it was an up and down spiral for me where I think subconsciously I didn't realize the effects of, you know, what happened in my childhood would internally affect my later life, but had moments where I thought it could be, but not realizing that for sure it was happening. And it took me a while to figure that out amongst other things, you know, relationship issues. Because
0: that's the thing that's really interesting about this is we see poor behavior from someone in a couple or a relationship. And that's what I was saying at the start. It's very surface. Like he's just a fucking cheater, fuck him off or don't worry about it. You can do better girl. And we don't actually look at why someone is behaving or acting out in a certain way And what is underneath that, right? Because it's usually a lot of pain. And Jacqueline had this incredible ability to see you in pain this whole time, even though that she had a kind of an illusion of the marriage where she was at. She, when you started acting out, had this ability to go, there is so much pain here. Um, I will be patient and I will wait it out and then I will give him a final opportunity and even in that moment, because you really stepped into, because it's easier to walk away, right? For sure. So much easier. You stepped into the, I'm willing to work through this. I'm willing to fight for my family. At that point, when you're doing the work and you're reconnecting and you're loving, are you now in the same marriage you were prior or is it? Everything different
2: everything's different you know I was uh, prior I was that guy who'd you know make fun of Jacqueline for you know doing her meditations or writing in her journal or you know doing all those things and now it's like we realize when we're we have to like don't get me wrong there's moments and there's times where you know I call them the demons, but they come up and you know I hold in and I, we get into this big fight.
0: Can you tell me what the demons are?
2: Yeah, It's it's the demons are like me going back to these conditions and, you know, not talking about my emotions, holding back, not trusting in a situation, not, not, not trusting in Jacqueline, but in situations. Um, and even, you know, sometimes I catch myself like thinking about, you know, um, you know, this family life is truly stressful and is for me and this, that and the other. But the difference now is that Jacqueline and I talk about it and we're open about it and we have these emotional talks and we can discuss and just be, you know, an emotionally free conversation and, and not have any, um, like negative feelings towards each other when we're when we're discussing it. Plus I have practices of like writing in like a journal or meditating sometimes or listening to podcasts that help with self help that before I would I would just be I was that type of person where I just didn't believe in it. know.
0: Could you do it again?
2: No. I would never do it again. I learned a lot. Um about myself and about how important family and Jacqueline is to me throughout this whole process. Mm. I sometimes say that this, that seven or eight months was a blessing in disguise because who knows where we would be if, you know, we just stuck to it. And that as poorly as this sounds, but like where we would be if we just were stuck in that same relationship or that same marriage previous to me leaving. Mm.
0: And what is the? I mean, this is an interesting one. But the relationship with your children—did you ha- feel like you had to mend anything? I mean, he's so little at that time, but
2: I think I think we're we're going to have to. Um, for my business, I um, well, I used to travel quite a bit, and for me leaving. Um, he, he gets very emotional and aggressive towards whoever's taking care of him or when I'm gone. Um, so I think there's some sort of, Jacqueline may not agree or agree, but, um, there may be some abandonment issues of me leaving, um, because we do see some changes in his emotions and his attitude when I, when I'm not around because of of work or I'm just not at the house.
0: I think that is very Which is insightful as well to know that there will be impact even on a child as young as that. Like, and I think that that is a beautiful thing that your awareness is there, so you can support him through that again.
2: Yeah, I try and I try and do the best I can, and um, and and from I think even from like when he was two or three, two, he was twos two. Up until three or four, we never saw anything. But in the last couple of years of just, you know, me leaving so much and not being around, we've seen it come up more and more aggressively lately.
0: Sorry, how old is he?
2: He's six now, turning seven next month, actually. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's showing more now than it ever has. So at some points, you know, I would tell Jacqueline that um there was there's probably going to be some issues and we wouldn't we would say no because we didn't see anything but now like i had to leave for um to go to mexico three or four weeks ago and he was pretty aggressive to the nanny Uh, while i was gone and he was sad and emotional so we're still seeing it today Uh, so there's definitely going to be some work with him but obviously not with our daughter because she was just born and whatnot but yeah there's definitely going to be some work i believe so
0: is there anything that you feel like you need to say about your story or about someone that is potentially in a relationship currently being betrayed?
2: I, th- I think the one thing that really stuck with me um, obviously, different situations and um, different outcomes and different things happening in, in different relationships, but one thing my coach, um, said to me that was, you know, I, I kind of lied to him at the beginning because I just didn't want to be honest with him, but it, it stuck with me. And his question was, do you still love her? And, and I truly believe if you still love your partner, even through like the hard times, um, if you've left or what, what the situation is, you should strive uh, to get back into that relationship no matter what you have to do or go through Um, to do that and bring your family or that, you know, that marriage or that relationship back. But um, he was, he, I told him I didn't love her. And he said, okay, then we'll have to do the work to, you know, how your your family life is going to go forward. Because if you don't love her, there's no reason not to do this and get through it with her. So I think if you deep down think about, you know, what you truly love and what you truly want, in your life like i said close your eyes and imagine yourself in 10 years and if that's with you know the person um or your family then i truly believe that you could you could figure it out
0: i think it would be very hard for a lot of the people that are in the betrayed position to be able to forgive and to be able to to, to kind of take jacqueline's way you know i think that's quite unique for
2: sure it's very unique. I I tell her all the time, I st- I still don't know how she coped with it. I, I'm i just so grateful and, um, yeah, loving and just, like I said, grateful for giving her the many opportunities to get this family back together because, you know, it's totally worth it. It was totally worth it.
0: Because I, I feel like they – Women that are in the betrayed position, and I don't mean ego in the normal sense, but I believe the sense of self-protection would be so hard to drop, to allow that kind of level of forgiveness. But do you believe that level of forgiveness is what it takes? Because, you know, we've got two parties here. We've got the the betrayer that is willing to do the work, but you need the person that has been wronged
2: you both have to do the, you definitely both have to do the work and understand you know conditions and and trauma and um in any form um and yeah just you you like you have to go down that self care like path realizing you know why you have to you just have to answer like you have to ask those questions why but don't like don't be on the surface level you have to go real deep and do the you know, the hard work and trying to get into that.
0: It's, it is, it's extraordinary because there's no resentment left, you know, and it's, it's just
2: so unique. Uh,
0: So unique.
2: If Jacqueline didn't do the work, you know, who knows where it would be. So she sort of taught me the way. And like I said, I'm just so grateful for, you know, her and, her doing that work and showing me this, this life. But at the end of the tunnel of doing the hard work and going after things that, you know, are very fearful, it's, um, the outcomes are that much more greater. Yeah. You know? We're such a strong family now because we've done that work and yeah, I'm so happy that we are a family and where we're at and whatever else just it, is, but, it is. It's extraordinary.
0: Yeah. And I'm so happy that you guys made it happen it's it's for incredible. Sure. our final question for every guest that is on the deep is who are you when no one's watching
2: who am i when no one's watching mm. um it's a good question when no one's looking i think i'm just hard-working loving father husband um you know continuous like we've talked about this whole time continuous self-care work um trying to be the best person i can be best father best husband um and, and you know my my goals in life are you know try and give give and support my family um as much as i can and give them every opportunity to live in this amazing world and experience as much as they can um at any point and just you know experience everything with you know my wife and my two kids and just have a happy amazing life as as much as we can
0: Mm.
2: other than that I I think I, I truly believe what's changed is and what I've learned in this whole process is you know I'm forever grateful for my family and my wife and my kids and you know, to give that back to them and to show them how grateful I am is, you know, just to work hard and show them that um, that I'm here for them all the time. And, you know, I definitely do appreciate all three of them at any moment.
0: Mm. I really appreciate your courage coming on because it's hard, especially in the position you were in to share. So, so grateful that you, Decided to talk to us today. So thank you.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep.
1: only from rustolium
0: Hi everybody, it is Zoe here. Change is coming to the deep. I want to welcome you to Arise. It's uplifting, it's quirky, it's curious. It's all about the mindset and self-discovery to be more helpful and of service. During 16 of the deep, you'll hear some of these episodes and I'd love to hear what you think of them over on our Instagram at what's the deep.